Welcome to World's Wonders, a podcast by the Winding Rivers Library System, where we host lively and informative conversations about topics of interest to libraries in western Wisconsin and the world. And now, our next World's Wonders. Hello and welcome everyone to the Winding Rivers Library System podcast. I'm Kristen Anderson, the director of the Winding Rivers Library System. And I'm Brooke Newberry, the collaborative consultant. Today we are going to talk to two of our member library directors about county reimbursement for library services. So prior to the year 2001, most libraries were funded primarily with municipal funding. In 2001, after Act 150 was passed, there was in-county reimbursement for people who were not paying a municipal library tax. So our libraries were reimbursed by the home library or the home county that they resided in. Then in 2008, libraries were reimbursed for usage from adjacent counties. And again, these are people who do not live in municipalities with libraries. Then in 2015, Act 157 was implemented that created some changes for the consolidated county reimbursement as well. So how are those figures calculated? Well, by July 1st, every library in the system reports their usage, their non-resident library usage, to each adjacent and home county. The formula is outlined in Chapter 43, and it includes taking your total operating budget and dividing it by your total circulation in each library to get a unit cost. And this equates to a cost per circulation. This also means that counties only pay for services that they actually use. These unit costs are then multiplied by our very carefully tracked and tabulated non-resident circulation numbers to give a total cost to serve those non-resident users. However, counties are only required to reimburse the libraries per state statute at 70% of these expenses. So today we are talking with two World's Library directors who successfully worked with their county to voluntarily raise that level to 85% and then 100%. And we are very excited today to have Jessica Schoonover from the Shirley M. Wright Memorial Library in Trimpolo, Wisconsin, and Amanda Heggie from Whitehall Public Library in Whitehall, Wisconsin. So if you could both just start out and tell us a little bit about your libraries in Trimpolo County. Okay. I will start. Um, so the Shirley Wright Memorial Library um, is in the village of Trempolo. We have a population of about 1,600 individuals, and we serve a population of about 3,000. Um, this year, our budget is $145,000, so um, we do a lot with not a whole lot of money. I am the only full-time staff there. Um, Trempolo County as a whole is a very rural county. Um, it's a very large county. Um, I'm Amanda Heggie from the Whitehall Public Library. Uh, Whitehall is a population, or the city of Whitehall, which where the library is, is a population of about 1,500 people. Our service population is about 4,100. I think I was just looking the other day. Um, we're right in the middle of Trempolo County, and so pretty far away from most larger cities, Eau Claire, we're almost exactly between Eau Claire and La Crosse. Um, and so our population is a little more um, rural and doesn't have a high socioeconomic status. So we're seeing all kinds of people in our library every day. Excellent. Mm -hmm. So how did you become interested in trying to raise the non-resident reimbursement rates in Trumpler County? How did this project come up? <laughs> um, 
for myself personally, and I think Amanda uh, would probably say this is true for herself as well, um, since I took over the directorship at my library, I wanted to ask the question, why? Why? Because, <laughs> I, um, I was just going to say the same thing. It was one of those things that was always like, why is that the way that it is? And how right. can we fix it? Right. So um, that was the first step is asking why um, and then trying to find out the reasons. Um, and I would uh, say that one thing that we thought about was just challenging that status quo if you don't get a good answer. If you find the why doesn't seem to be strong enough and something that should keep you from challenging the status quo. Um, and we didn't find that it was strong enough. We found that this could be something that we could help benefit our communities and our municipalities and their small budgets that are being stretched mm -hmm. by asking the county to increase that non-resident reimbursement rate. Yeah, it was just kind of like a, a niggling little thought in my head every year we'd get how much we were going to be reimbursed mm -hmm. and you would see the 100% fund and the 70% and it was just like, well, you know what I could do <laughs> for our library if we had that money. Absolutely. Yeah. I think too, it's, um, it's an issue of equity. Mm -hmm. So thinking about for the exact same services, my taxpayers in the village of Trempolo are paying this amount. And then for the exact same services, those residents that live outside of the village of Trumpolo are only paying 70% mm -hmm. of what it costs for the same service. And that didn't seem fair. And I'm kind of a fair person. Like I, I, That's important to me. Justice yeah. is important to me. So I think all of that together made Amanda and I feel this little fire in our bellies to mm -hmm. see if we could make some changes. Mm -hmm. So in other words, you were providing the same services to everyone in your community, but you were not receiving the same funding Absolutely. from everyone in your community. Great. Thank you. So once you had decided to kind of take on this new endeavor, what were some of the steps that you guys had to take? Uh, well, Jessica was the one who initiated the, the whole deal. Um, she sent an email around to all the Trumple County libraries and said, can we meet and talk about this and see if it's something that we can tackle. Um, and everybody agreed because everybody had the same concerns that we did. Um, and then, I mean, we met and we decided that we were going to do it. And then the hard work really started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In uh, the first year, it was like a month before the budget meetings is that, or it must have been like two months. Two months. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, right. So we really didn't have a whole lot of time, but we thought the first step would be to get together with the other directors of Trumplow County Libraries, letting them know what our thought process was, seeing if they were on board. I don't know what we would have done if they weren't on board because that would have been difficult because mm -hmm. it's all or nothing. Right. Yeah. You're doing this for your whole county. Mm -hmm. So it's not just that the Trumplow Library could receive increased reimbursement. Everybody for the county libraries would. Um, but thankfully, we didn't have to deal with that issue, and everybody seemed to be on board. Um, the It was a division of labor. It was um, thinking through the process, talking to our system director, Kristen, to find out, help us with the background, help us with all the things that we don't know, and how do we explain them well. Mm -hmm. um, and then the first step really was, after that, 
was speaking to the executive finance committee of the Trumplow County Board, mm-hmm. talking to them first, letting them know who we are, what we're looking to do, and start that process, which was a long process. Yeah, it's the beginning of a conversation with mm-hmm. your whole county board. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us, walk us through the timeline of your of your journey a bit? Sure. Um, so we started in 2014 with the idea of thinking about challenging that status quo. Um, we gathered everybody together in 2015. Mm-hmm. We defined what our mission was. We began meeting with those other directors, and we began to prepare that first presentation to the county. And that, like I said, it was to the executive finance committee first, um, then moving on to the full board after that. And we were successful um, that in at the beginning of 2016, we were successful to get 85% um, due to that work that we had done. Um, we also used that time then, we thought it was really important to begin collecting data and connecting with county officials throughout the whole year of 2016. And one way that we did that is we had a a master list where we all took a county meeting that met monthly, mm-hmm. and one of one of the directors of Trumplow County Libraries would attend one of those meetings. And this wasn't to give a speech mm-hmm. or present anything, but it was to be there. Um, we really wanted the, the county officials to know that we were serious and that this wasn't a one-time deal that we were here to talk to them. I was just going to say, and attending those meetings, especially if you're not speaking, people do, um, not a lot of people come to public meetings. And so the county supervisors really did notice that we were there and often spoke with us before or after the meetings. And so it was a good way to connect people on kind of a low pressure mm-hmm. basis. I think it was valuable too from from our, our perspective at the system is this, I think that effort and your other appearances with the county board really put a local face mm-hmm. on this funding. And it really created that strong connection with your local libraries, where I think previously this was a state mandate um, that came down from the state and they knew likely that this funding was going to the local libraries, but your efforts in this way and those appearances at the county board meetings really put that local stamp on it. And I, I can't help but think that that helped your process quite a bit. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So it, the process really was each year meeting together with our team. And our team, um, it's very important, uh, especially in a large county. We, had, we have nine library directors. Nine might be too many to work together uh, effectively and efficiently. Um, so Amanda and I kind of took as the lead for this but kept all the other county librarians in connection. Um, We would ask them for, give us ideas, or how are you spending this money each year? Tell us these things, um, attend, bring your friends um, group members to the meetings. So they were all very involved, just involved in a little bit more behind the scenes way. So um, we kind of... Yeah, it was a volunteer. I mean, at the very beginning, it was a volunteer effort. So we asked who would be willing to speak and that... I don't know. It's one of the things that I can do. And so I thought, okay, I I can do this. I can help you do this. Um, and then uh, Meredith Hoagie at the Galesville Library uh, put together 
a very good definition of the terms and everybody chipped in. Mm -hmm. I'm just supporting what Jessica said, Mm -hmm. but it really, it comes from all angles and then we built on it year after year. So, Mm -hmm. and would you be willing to share your PowerPoint presentation with our members? Of course. Okay. And our listeners. All right. We'll add it to our website. (laughs) Yeah. Great. Thank you. So what would you say the most important ingredient for success in this project? What was the most important ingredient for success? Persistence. <laughs> uh, I'd say persistence, and then really like defining the ter- defining the problem and defining the terms correctly. Because uh, as you said before, we started talking to people. I don't think that the county board really thought about Trumple County Libraries all that much, um, and and they had a lot of questions when we started. And so having a nice tight definition of you know how the whole equation works and what a non-resident is, as silly as that sounds, because when you start talking the lingo, I mean, we're librarians and we've been working this for a while, but at the beginning, we even had to sit down and think, okay, what does this really mean? How can we explain this to someone so that they're going to understand? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. In addition to persistence, I think careful planning was mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. key ingredient to our success. We we were very calculated in every step that we made. We, that's not to say that we didn't make mistakes, mm-hmm. but we thought it through. And if something did need to be changed, the next year it was changed. Yeah. We kept careful notes, um, especially during the board presentations and their conversations after our presentation. We would take careful notes and then we would use those notes the next year mm-hmm. in preparing our next presentation to them so we could use their own words even Mm -hmm. um, to plead our case. Um, But I think that careful planning and being very calculated, seeking feedback. Mm -hmm. We sought feedback, like I said before, from Kristen herself, but also from individuals on the county board. Mm -hmm. We would talk to individuals, board members, and kind of get their feedback and what are they thinking. We kept ourselves in their collective conscience, again, by attending those meetings. We've even now, towards the um, last couple of years, sending them um, maybe prior to summer reading program, here's all the mm-hmm. flyers from the nine Trimplow County libraries, what we're doing this summer, mm-hmm. sending that to them. Um, we've done different things like that at the end of the year, even a kind of a year end review. This is what happened at my library in 2018 and, you know, would send it off. So I think keeping in the collective conscience is super important and it has been very effective. And then that persistence. Yeah. Yeah. And I wanted to go back to the planning because I just keep thinking about how much we have scrutinized every Mm -hmm. handout and all the data that we provided to the county board. Man, we, I mean, I just, like, we would go over and over things and say, well, does, you know, does this pie chart look better or does the bar graph represent the data better? And I, I do think that that was one of the things that made us so successful is because we presented the data in a way and planned in a way to make sure that people understood where we were coming from. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it ties into an observation I would make about your process as well, and it kind of goes into your planning, but you were both and your all, your entire group were excellent communicators throughout this process as well. And as you mentioned, you communicated with your library system, you communicated with the county board, you communicated with your boards, you kept everyone in the loop about what was going on, and I think that the, the communication of your process was very strong and definitely a part of your success as well. Yeah. And we did do that pretty well, didn't we? Yeah, we did. <laughs> good job, Amanda. Yeah, good job, Jessica. <laughs> so 
So in 2016, like I stated, we were successful Mm -hmm. um, in getting 85% reimbursement. We were careful, like I said before, to use that time to connect and collect data. So then again, at the end of 2016, we presented to the county board and they awarded us, if you will, 85% for 2017, which was very exciting. We were um, thrilled, but to be honest, it wasn't really what our goal was. No, from the beginning, we always wanted, we were aiming for 100% reimbursement. Um, That was the beginning of our meetings with the county, with all the librarians in the county. Just, uh, we defined that goal when we started out. And I think it's important to start the way you mean to go. Mm -hmm. So we talked a lot about this during our presentation at WLA, but we like you said, talked about 100% reimbursement, and we talked about how it is not equitable. How, again, like I shared before, village residents are getting the same service as county residents and and paying more. So because that was one of our main debate points, Mm -hmm. it seems foolish to not go all the way and ask for 100%. Yeah, we have a real problem with half measures. (laughs) (laughs) We like to go full out. At times, I will say too, we would hear from others, maybe either on the county board um, or others that we were seeking advice from, of course, that we don't want to be greedy and we don't want to ask too much. We want to be careful that the county board doesn't just feel like every year we're asking them for something more. But we talked about persistence, and persistence really is the key. And again, because that equitable reimbursement funding is what we were looking for, we decided to ask for 100% reimbursement this past year. Mm -hmm. We were very bold, and we received it. Yeah, but didn't you get the feeling with the county board? I always got the feeling with the county board, like especially almost last year and this year, that they were ready ready to offer us 100% reimbursement. I think there were some members that thought, oh, this is a temporary thing, but there were definitely other members who were like, well, let's just cut to the chase and and give you what you're asking for because we had made the case. Right. And they kept going back to, again, because we were taking notes each year and using their own words to craft our um, presentation the following year, they would go back to that point of, okay, so this is reimbursement for for services already provided yeah that was such an important thought for them that okay this happened two years ago mm-hmm. these checkouts and these individuals using your library happened two years ago you are just asking for the reimbursement for it now because that's how the it works yeah it does um that was really interesting for them to think that through and it seemed ridiculous for some of them mm-hmm. to not get us to 100% when it's just a reimbursement for what you've already paid. Right. So we used, again, we used, we didn't stop. We persisted. It took some time to get us to 100%. We will ask for 100% again this year um, during the budget of 2019. We don't even want to think about it right now. We are. (laughs) Of course we are. Right. And hopefully at some point we can get, to our goal of it is just a recurring 
thing that they do. Yeah, something that, that they expect every year, that it's correct. not an exception to the rule. It just is the rule. Mm-hmm. Yes. I wonder if you'd elaborate on a couple of examples um, of parts of your presentation that I thought were really, really powerful. And one of them does play into the idea of counties only paying for services actually used. I thought that your example um, about going into a store and expecting mm-hmm. to purchase something for less than the um, the asking price was very powerful. Would you elaborate a little bit on that example? Sure. So the first time I used it, I think, was our first presentation. It was the first presentation. Very first yep. presentation in 2015 for 2016's budget. And the thought process I had was it's like going to Walmart, picking up something off the shelf, going to the cashier and saying, okay, I'm willing to pay 70 cents for this $1 item. Of course, you wouldn't do that. Although I do like to dicker. But I, <laughs> but I won't dicker at Walmart. I know the right place to dicker and the wrong place to dicker. So, but, um, so I did bring that up at one of our meetings, at the presentation um, to the full board, that that is, in essence, what is happening. For the same service that costs, let's say, a dollar, you are paying 70 cents. We are getting 70 cents reimbursed. I should bring this up too. That word reimbursement is very important. We wanted to make sure that we never used the word funding mm-hmm. or payment. Increase, yeah, or an increase in funding or mm-hmm. raising our subsidy or whatever. Contributions. Contributions. Sure. Because it's, that's not what it is. It is a firm reimbursement for services we have already provided. Correct. So using that word was very calculated, giving that story of something that they could step outside of themselves and think about, oh, I go to Walmart. I Oh, wow, that, that really is interesting that that's what, in essence, what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And I think it was the selling point for that first year. Honestly, I think like if there was one piece of the puzzle or one thing that we said to them, that was the thing that year. Every year, I feel like we add in a new piece of the puzzle for that helped them understand the whole. But um, that first year, I think that was the, they thought, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because no one wants to be taking something for less right. than they, are, they owe. I think is, is part of it. I wonder too, thinking about moving forward, if uh, if uh, maybe even a better example might be, they have eaten an item at a restaurant that's worth a dollar, and now they're saying they will pay seventy cents because yeah. they've actually already sure, consumed the item, yeah. and they're not negotiating. They've consumed the item, yes, they, and now they're saying they'll only pay seventy percent of it. So that yeah. might be an interesting, good interesting idea. angle yeah, that's moving a really forward. Good idea make a note. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The other story I'm hoping you will share with us is the story about asking your supporters in the room to stand up. And I believe that was also in the first presentation. And that was such a powerful moment. And I think as an observer in the back of that room, I could almost feel the temperature in the room change at that point. And I'm wondering if you tell that story. Yeah. um, So when we were talking uh, in our planning process, uh, I guess, like, personally, as an aside, I believe in grassroots organizing as a very powerful um, force. And it was one of the things that we kept thinking about, how can we bring the people that use our library 
and show that to people, show that to the county board. Um, and it came to, we just said, ask anybody, ask your friends, ask anybody that you can that can come to this meeting to show up to this meeting. And it was a very pointed part. I think you asked the members to stand up, Jessica. Yep. And uh, I got a little overclumped because, I mean, it's a really powerful thing because we had lots and lots of people in a small county boardroom stand up. Um, the friends group from Whitehall has vests. They all wore their vests. Um, and they're, I mean, on the other side of it, very proud to show up and support the library. So it was, it's a powerful moment. It really was. Mm -hmm. As an observer there, I will attest it was yeah. a very powerful moment. Okay, so if you could start this whole process over again from the very beginning, what would you do differently? Start sooner. Well, yeah, <laughs> that would be like the only thing I would change. Why did we wait? <laughs> yeah, like why 2015. Yeah. We were, <laughs> but it was probably good that we didn't. I don't know if we were ready. We were fairly new yeah. directors at that point. Um, so I think that starting sooner would be one thing that I would state. Um, I don't know. You know, and it's not to say, boy, we just did everything so perfectly. <laughs> we don't have any. Um, I just, so like it goes back again to the amount of planning that we have put into it. Yeah. I honestly, it, it does sound egotistical to say, I wouldn't change anything but besides starting sooner. But we have put so much, I mean, we spent a lot of time as I said, on all the aspects of this presentation and what we've done, a lot of time, a lot of thought. Uh, you know, sometimes my husband and I would go to bed talking about county reimbursement, which, you know, <laughs> not the sexiest pillow talk. <laughs> 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 um, uh, but, like, I, I, we put so much thought into it that I don't know how, how we could change it to make it, I mean, I don't know. It, besides changing, like, the county board who are all just, like, of course we're in, without having to persuade people. Sorry, I hijacked your answer. No. <laughs> I did not have a good one, so thank you. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think it also, it also plays into the fact that you've talked about what you've learned through this process, too. Mm -hmm. So you've been learning as you've been going, and I think, and the process has been, the project has been developing, and I think that probably also plays into you couldn't have changed much because you were learning so much as you went and developing those relationships that were a, an integral part of where you ended up. So I think that, that makes a lot of sense to me. What advice would you give other libraries considering a similar effort? I think my first thought in regards to that is that they would be certain to be respectful, but persistent. So if we could put those words together, they would respectfully persist in this role mm -hmm. that they're taking on, realizing that there's going to be many ebbs and flows and ups and downs, to not let that derail what they're doing, but rather show respect to those county board supervisors. They are hearing about these things for the first time. They have a lot. It, when we sit in those meetings and listen to all that they have to decide yeah. and, and get that budget balanced, there's a lot. But that's not to say that we're not important, that your library is not important. It is. So persist. Be respectful in your persistence, I think, would be some good advice. I really think that it is important to form a team that is workable. You know, we have nine directors in our county, 
and they all have their own strengths. Mm-hmm. And then, but nine is too many to to really work with in a such a job as this with so many parts moving and consistency needing to be important. And you need to take be able to take fe- feedback about what you've put out there to make the end presentation work right. to get what you want. Because, I don't know, we had done, I feel like we did a pretty good job mm-hmm. of setting us, our egos aside and saying, mm-hmm. okay, if somebody said, can you take a look at this again? You know, I don't think you're being very clear about what you're saying. Or I think this is too much, a little superfluous. Um, we did. That was totally me. I <laughs> used so many adjectives. <laughs> so many adjectives. <laughs> but it, you have to be able, you have to have people who are leading that are able to keep the end goal in mind as well. Which, it, I mean, I'm sure everybody thinks that they can, everybody sure. thinks that they should be able to do it. But the team is very important. I agree. And and on that <clears throat> on that line, I think it have at least somebody that you have a partner with in this. Yeah. You know, a team of 9 might be too many. I was very thankful that our county directors were willing to let Amanda and I take this role and they take their roles, but I would say some good advice would be to not go it alone. No. To find another director hopefully in your county that you can work with. Mm-hmm. And I guess maybe even being willing to change that up if you find that you can't work together. This is a really yeah. important issue, and you would hate for it to not be dealt with in your county simply because you there's, aren't working well with the person. Yeah, that, there's clashing personalities. Yeah, Exactly. And yeah. Thankfully, I mean, Amanda and I just, it worked out really well. We're mm-hmm. very similar, and in we're very ways. opposite <laughs> in other ways. I bring notes and she doesn't. No, right. <laughs> the way that it goes. <laughs> but there's great. so much addition and help. So have somebody that has your back mm-hmm. to work with. And probably in addition just to um, providing support for each other, it's mm-hmm. also probably um, a good way to present your case to the county board that it isn't just one library, that you're True. united. Yeah. You're a united front, and you are representing the other libraries, so it isn't just one library speaking on behalf of themselves. And and that was one of the things that we were very um, cognizant to bring to every time that we talked to the county board, whether it was the executive finance committee or the budget meeting, letting them know that it might be Jessica and I talking, but the rest of the directors that could make it today are sitting in the back of the room. Um, we represent the people who use our libraries. This is not just us asking for you to reimburse us. It's it, it's everybody because this is something we need for our communities because it has to be a whole effort. Great. Mm-hmm. And what difference has this funding made for libraries in Trimpolo County? Mm-hmm. Lots of difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Galesville was able to extend their hours, which is – Huge. I mean, it, it has made in a huge difference in a lot of ways. Yes. Uh, this year, I was able to better staff um, my circulation desk so I can go and do um, programming outside of the library or just even inside of the library and have somebody there to check out books. Well, Absolutely. Yeah. I can think of one of our libraries in Trempolo County who has not had a increase from her municipality in 30 years. 
this is the increase that she gets is yeah. this increased non-resident reimbursement amount. She has used it in amazing ways with different programming and different offerings that she's doing. It's it's huge. It and it's made an impact in our own libraries, but I think it also has made an impact in when we speak with our municipalities and we talk about our budgets and we let them know that we are actively pursuing our county for increased reimbursement so they can see that while their amount that they give to us is very important, we also are taking every step and effort that we could to increase that funding so the burden isn't solely placed on them. Because really, for my budget at my library, my budget is made out of made up of municipal um, taxes and county funding. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what my budget is made up, up of for the most part. So it's huge. Yeah, and everybody, I mean, if you look at, like, the immediate needs of people in a community, you know, they need to turn the water and the lights on <laughs> and pave the roads. And libraries are just as important in other ways, but that doesn't always – uh, like in the minds of a of a person in a city council, think, oh, I mean, we need to fix these potholes, but do we need to buy more books? And so it is really, I think it helps, like you said, let them know that we are trying to be good guardians and custodians of taxpayer dollars yep. by seeking out um, all the funding opportunities that we can to better serve our communities. Uh-huh. And I believe you've also been um, very clear with the directors in Trimplow County that you would like them to segregate these funds and carefully track them so correct. that they can be reported back to the counties and those increases can be showed. Is that mm-hmm. that's correct? correct? Yes, okay. yes. yes. Yep. Um, that is, we, you know, Kristen, you alluded before to our communication, um, and that is one thing that we make sure we are communicating every step of the way with all nine library directors okay, you know, we'll send out an email. We just got back from the Executive Finance Committee. They said no. They said no every single time, just so you know. Um, (laughs) They said no. Here's what the next step is. Here's what we're asking you to do. When that final presentation would be over, they were all there Mm -hmm. pretty much every single time. But an email would go out after that, you know, saying, yay, you know, having a nice little celebration via email. But then, okay, here's the next steps for you during this year. We need you to keep track of how you're spending this money. What are you doing? Because we'll, you know, keep a file on your desk. We give them specific instructions of how to do this if they want to. I would interject that often the keep track of funding is in all caps from Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Um, so, yes, so keep track of all those things because we will ask for it. And then when we start our presentation process, usually after summer reading program, so at the end of September, beginning of October, Amanda and I are getting together. We are then sending them another email, letting them know we need this information now. Here's the next step. Here's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. It really it really is important. Yeah, and I think it is one of the ways that the county board members know that the, it's we're not just mm-hmm. frittering it away, mm-hmm. that it is, it's being put to good use. Yes. All right. I wonder if you would be willing to share that last report um, for us to post on our website, because I think it might be helpful for other libraries to have examples of you know, what um, one county accomplished by getting their non-resident um, reimbursement increased. Absolutely. Yeah, great. We can do that. Great, great. We'll post that. So what's next for the libraries in Trumplow and Whitehall? What kinds of projects are you two working on now? 
Well, we just became fine free this morning. Excellent. Yay. Yeah. So we're pretty excited about That's that. Awesome. Um, uh, less like super fun. Um, we're working on a jail reentry program with the county. So often, pe- Whitehall is a is a county seat of Trempolo County, and people come to the county jail. Um, sometimes they're picked up in Osseo, and sometimes they're picked up, you know, somewhere on the interstate, and they are for some kind of violation, and they don't know where they are when they're done, so they don't have phone cords or, like, $5 to get a meal or, like, a way to contact mm-hmm. someone. And the library really is a good place for people to come when they are when they need something. And so um, I'm working with the extension and the county jail uh, to see if we can put together some kind of reentry kit to help people um, get to where they're going after they've been in the county jail. So oh, interesting, interesting, Amanda. That's we might fantastic. ask you back to talk on another podcast about that. That sounds still very working on it. So. <laughs> yeah. And Jessica, what about in Trumplo? Sure. So in Trumplo, we are starting a redesign project in our children's area to. Um, put our new our items arranged in a way that children will be able to find them a little bit easier so they'll be based on themes um, we are continuing to build our new vinyl collection that's been Sweet. very popular love having those record albums um, at the library so we're continuing to do that we're starting our oscar nominated film series that's super um loved in my community so, wanted to do that. yeah so we'll be showing four <laughs> oscar nominated films in february but I think one thing that we would love to talk about that we're really excited. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> We've, we do think it's really important for Trumplow County to see things that we're doing as a, as a group. Mm-hmm. So we have decided this year to do a Trumplow County read mm-hmm. where we will all be reading in the county, all, um, all of us. We will be reading The Stranger in the Woods together. Yeah. And we have work together with all the directors in the county again we have put together our marketing plan Mm -hmm. we have purchased our books we'll be giving away books we'll also have books for checkout if somebody doesn't want to have a book to keep and then we're planning community programming in each of the communities where we will have a program that kind of supports Mm -hmm. the topic of kind of unplugging, getting back to the land, sustainability. We are super excited that we get to Skype with the author, Michael Finkel. He's willing to do it for free. He's living in Paris right now. I sent him an email to ask him um, if he would be willing, just out of the blue, like, how much would it cost to have you (laughs) come to Trumpelow County? (laughs) Um, And he said he's a huge fan of libraries and was willing to Skype with us um, at no cost. And so we're be able to offer two uh, Skype sessions with Fantastic. the author, which is really great. I'm super excited about yep. the whole thing. Yep. One will be in um, the village of Trumplo. The other will be in Independence. Yep, at the Opera House. At the Opera House. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, specifically at my library, we're bringing in somebody. We're going to do a wild, like a foraging program, and we're going to go out to Pearl Park, and we're going to learn how to if we wanted to be a hermit for 30 years, like this book is about, maybe we could survive on the things that we find in Peru. So it's going to be great. Yeah. I'm really excited. Yeah, I am too. It's- are those activities going all through 2019 through this year? No, good no. question. Okay. So we are, um, the the read will start um, in the beginning of March. Yep. Everybody will be reading. There'll be book 
discussions going on peppered throughout the communities. We will Skype with the author during National Library Week, which is um, April 7th through the 13th or 14th, I believe. So we'll Skype with the author then, and those interesting programs that will be peppered will probably happen right towards the end of March, beginning of April. Great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Great, great. And Amanda, any updates on that building project? We're waiting. <laughs> um, we, uh, somebody, the donor who gave us a large donation to start the library uh, also donated a lot. And um, unfortunately, the donor passed away. And so there's some settling of the estate sure. that has to happen. And so we're just waiting for that to all settle out. And then uh, we're working on a request for proposal. So that is, Excellent. I mean, a step. But it's fantastic. Yeah, we're still waiting. <laughs> we're working great. and waiting. Fantastic. <laughs> You're persisting. Yeah, persisting. <laughs> Patience pays off yeah. always, always, always. <laughs> Anything else either the two of you would like to tell us about non-resident reimbursement? Don't give up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, I'm, it's, yeah, find somebody you can work with and don't give up because that's and, most important. and don't accept the status quo just yeah. because this is the way it's always been done doesn't mean that's the way it has to be right great we will end on that note thank you both very much for coming in today and talking to us we will post your contact information on our website along with the documents you've referred to so thank you both you're welcome thank you. thanks thank you for listening to this episode of world's wonders a podcast of the winding rivers library system for supporting information and links to other episodes, please go to www.wrlsweb.org slash podcast.